You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Good, good. Long afternoon. Uh, went, went through a little drive there. Went through went through a little rain. Uh, I mean, bad rain. I mean, if you went through a little rain, I'm not going to feel sorry for you. I mean, it was. I mean, I, it's not like I, I haven't driven around rain before, but that was. I think that was the hardest rain I've driven through that lasted forever. You know, like we've all driven through the total frog strangler, you know, where you're considering pulling over. Everyone's got their flasher flashes on. You're going 25 or 30 on the interstate. It's just crazy dangerous. It rained like that for like 35 minutes. Did you call I, it a was, frog? Did you call it a frog strainer? <laughs> it would have strained any frog to stay alive during that storm. But no, I, I, I think it's to say frog, frog strangler. strangler. Yeah, yeah, strangler. That's what I, I attempted to say. I attempted okay, to say I think it. you said strainer, which I understand. It makes a little sense in the manner you put it. Like if a frog is really stressed out and like has to get home from the job at the big corporate lily pad and has to go home and see all the tadpoles and you know one of the tadpoles is really shitty and got sent home from school or whatever that's strength he's stressed out he's strained but <laughs> i was strange. literally thinking like jimmy thinks the cliche is that you put a frog in a strainer and i'm like what oh, he, is that? He, he would have it applies any frog would have been strained in those conditions but uh no, we'll, we'll uh, I, I tried to say strangler. It was so bad that before the sideways rain started, uh, uh, my wife, she's on a, a conference call with work. It's a big, important call. She's in the passenger seat on that. And uh, both cell phones in the car went off on the, you know, the amber alert type signal, but it's actually a weather alert saying there is a tornado in your area. Take cover. I mean, it, it was that bad. And then she, she's trying to whisper because she's on the Zoom call and she's like, tornado, like where? And I kind of look to the left and I'm like, I think that's it over there. <laughs> and sure enough, there's like this funnel cloud that passes the interstate about, I don't know, a half a mile in front of us. And, and oh. then the rain started about 20 minutes later. That was just, oh, it was, it was biblical. And I said that correctly. There you go. Um, all right, Jimmy, I'll tell you somebody who should be a little less stressed out, and that's Mark Ingram. I mean, this news broke as we are about to cut this, literally. Mark Ingram is apparently heading back to New Orleans. Now, is this a great thing? I, you know, I don't know, because he's um, – they, they didn't treat him really super great in New Orleans. They treated him fine. They treated him fine. But I'm, I'm saying as a – as a running back, he was not treated great in the sense that he never got the opportunities he really needed to get there. And the guy is just putting up really nice numbers. He's not a Hall of Famer. Come on. But it, it, it's good. It's, it, this is according to Ian Rappaport. The Saints are trading for old friend and current Texas running back Mark Ingram 
per me, I love that when it's like, I'm the service, damn it. Um, he feels a big need landing back in New Orleans to do so. Now, okay, this is cool then. I'm down with it. Now, we know Alvin Kamara is the dude. That, that's fine. He, he's, right. uh, Alvin Kamara set some kind of record Monday night uh, where he's like the fastest to X amount of yards total receiving and, and rushing uh, in NFL history or something. But, you know, give him let him have some runs don't just bring him in there to sit on the sideline and give pep talks let's let ingram run a little bit he does not have a lot of uh miles on those tires man i mean he's still got a lot of tread left that's right and what i'm most like about i mean first of all of course we like the saints because they're local to us so we, we we like the saints and it's cool that mark is going to his original team but what's really cool is the saints are pretty good the texans are terrible and the Saints are pretty good. Now, Mark might actually get to, you know, who's clearly on the backside of his career. Who knows if this is his final season. But he'll get to play on a playoff contender, a team that uh, if some things work out on offense, I mean, they, they can really contend uh, for the Super Bowl. They certainly have a championship-worthy defense. So I'm excited for Mark just going to a good team. This is like being traded. This is like being traded from uh, not from Vandy to Alabama, but from like uh, – Vandy to uh, Ole Miss. Yeah. Yeah. Plan on a good I, I mean, I, uh, yeah, I dig this. And good for him. And I don't really know what in the hell the Texans are doing. Um, they're, they're, Did they get a draft going, pick, like a, even a six round pick for this? I, I'm looking. Uh, and it's funny because Tom Pelissero uh, yeah. um, also made the same tweet as Ian Rappaport, but he said, the same thing, except sources tell me and Ian Rappaport. <laughs> so I don't see what they're getting, what they're trading him for. I can't find what they're getting, but I just want him to be. The draft pick. Yeah, something in there. And that's about what he's worth. I mean, draft picks are very valuable in the NFL. And keeping it with the Alabama theme, of course, one of the big rumors is that Deshaun Watson will be traded to the Dolphins for like three first round picks and everybody assumes Tua Tungavailoa is in there somewhere, but I don't know that he is going to be in there somewhere. Um, and if it happens, I'll just say it now. If it happens, I'm almost rooting for it to happen. And this is why, because I will despise the Dolphins for years for I'm with the way you. they treated Tua. I'll despise I'm with them. And, and, and I'm not – and tied to Sean Watson. I don't know what went on about massage things. I don't really care because, you know, I, he apparently didn't, you know, murder anybody or, or beat somebody in the face with a brick. I mean, you know, if he, if he committed a crime, he should do the time. Whatever that crime is, he should do the time. I'm not excusing bad behavior. I'm just saying that I'm going to root for Deshaun Watson to fail. <laughs> not because of what his supposed bad behavior was, but just simply because I will want the Dolphins franchise to fail. And then I'll count down the days until Jalen Waddle's a free agent and he can get the hell out of that mess. But uh, I, I think the way the Dolphins have treated Tua is appalling. And I look forward to rooting against them. Should it no, work I'm, out like this? I'm totally with you. I think that they have not given him, he's not been bad. He really hasn't. I mean, he's been pretty good considering they have no offensive line. Now, I, I'm. if you want to critique him and say, hey, his ball didn't seem to have the same zip on it it had in college, I'm with you there. Okay, 
but let's give him a little bit more time. You you spent what a fifth, the fifth pick in the draft on him. Give him a minute. Yeah. Can you give him a minute? Um, yeah, and now. he played sixteen. Yeah, and he played sixteen games, and he's putting up numbers. He does put up numbers that rival any numbers put up there since Marino. Now let me Some do this. His... Let me tell you this, Jimmy. Here's Mark Ingram. Um, he is eighty-nine yards shy of eclipsing Deuce McAllister for the Saints' all-time leading rusher. Well, I... Just eighty-nine yards. That's pretty sweet. He already has the Saints' all-time lead in rushing touchdowns in fifty. Cool. He'll I mean, get I, 89 yards in two games at, at, at the most. Let me ask this about that. So when you say Saints leading rusher, is that like, okay, is would Mark Ingram be the leading rusher for like this, the Saints and the Texans, you know, if he had that many, you know what I'm saying? Uh, or, the, or the Ravens? Uh, I mean, he wouldn't be the Ravens. You mean the all-time leading rusher? Well, my, my point is, what if the Ravens' all-time leading rusher is 6,000-whatever yards that Ingram has? Is he no, the I all-time just leading about rusher for the Ravens? I think – well, I, I would assume up. that record just means – I assume that record just means you're right. for the Saints. You're right. No, you're right. Yeah, because so. Ingram has 76, 18, 7,618 total yards. Um, yeah, I'm rushing. You, his, so you're his right. Overall numbers, he's not like you said before. He's probably not in the Hall of Fame, but Mark is going to end his career with more rushing yards than some backs who are in the Hall of Fame. How about that? Yeah, yeah. So, There's no yeah, question great about career, that. Great career, King Gump, King of the Gumps. And, you know, I doubt Mark's going to want to get into coaching when his career is over. I doubt it. I mean, I think he's been too successful, and I think he's just going to enjoy the fruits of his success and not dive back into a 70-hour-a-week job that coaching is. But he would be an outstanding college running back coach. He'd be really good. All right, I just looked up Mark Ingram's net worth. What do you think it is? You can't go, just leave uh, dead air. Yeah, you, I'm, you I'm, no, I, I know. I'm, I'm thinking I want to be close. I want At to least be close. go uh, uh, or something. Okay. Uh, let's go. Uh, I'm going to be conservative, but um, let's go 18 million. According to this website, which I assume is correct, because <laughs> it's 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 called wealthygorilla.com. What a what a crappy name. Um, yeah, it says he's worth 12 million dollars. Twelve million. I would guess. I, yeah, I mean, which is good. I mean, that's that's a lot of money. That's 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 a lot of money. But you would assume he has signed contracts worth more than that. He so made that much I, at Alabama, according to Auburn fans. <laughs> <laughs> I would. You'd have to go back to like. It'll be interesting. Maybe for the next show, we'll go back to Spot Track and add up all the contracts he signed. But see, those NFL contracts are really misleading. Because they say things like, he signed a six-year, $68 million deal, and then you only spend three years there. And so how much did you make? And and what was guaranteed? And what did you actually get paid? Uh, those numbers can be different. Those NFL contracts are misleading based on what we read in headlines. Um, did you know his middle name? Tiberius. No. 
but actually much closer than I thought you'd be. It's Mark oh. Valentino Ingram Jr. Now that is cool. That's that is the coolest name I've ever heard. <laughs> that I mean that's a slam dunk coolest name of all time. That is. Uh, let me tell you another cool name that everybody's pretty familiar with, and that's Sweat Block. Look, for a few weeks now, we've been talking about Sweat Block. These wipes that stop sweat for seven days or more. Seven days or more, because you know. Uh, we talked about this soccer player, another success story on here, an avid soccer player. He heard about us talking about sweat blog, heard about us on the Locked On family, thought it was too good to be true, but he always was the wettest guy after practicing games. He was like soaking wet. So he thought he'd give sweat block a shot. He tried it on his armpits. The next day, his shirt, at least under the arms, was completely dry while everything else was wet. He really should be applying this everywhere, it sounds like. But he said he didn't have to reapply it for nine days. Now he's a true believer. We also have the story of a high school teacher who uh, he said, look, by fourth period, sweating through his shirt. He'd hear the snickers and the whispers from his student. You know, it was nerve wracking being up there, being the center of attention with all these kids, these smart alecky kids, and you're nervous and you're sweating. So he started bringing a second shirt to change in between classes. Then he heard about sweat block on Locked On. And he tried it. Now he's hooked. No more Snickers. No more second shirt. He's dry as a bone. Look, go to sweatblock.com. Use promo code locked on. You can also get this product at Amazon or CVS. But if you do that, you don't get the 20% discount like you do if you use promo code locked on at sweatblock.com. That's sweatblock.com. Go try them out. Uh, uh, trust me, this will be a product that you will love to have and it'll keep you dry. Then, how about this? How about this, Jimmy? This is where things get exciting. This episode of Locked on Bama is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's a place where friends and family can come to reconnect. I had a McDonald's today for breakfast. It was awesome. It's a place where classmates can meet up for a study group, knowing they'll have dependable Wi-Fi and endless supplies of French fries and McFlurries. Win or lose, it's a place where teammates, competitors, the home team or the away team, or both of them, can come to recharge. It's the place you always look forward to stopping at on a long road trip to rest your legs and refuel. My five-year-old daughter can't go anywhere without stopping at McDonald's to get a Happy Meal. She loves them. Look, you can come in after a Little League game. You can come in after a big sporting event. You can go connect to Wi-Fi when you need to get some work done. Like You're like, oh, man, I need a, like, a coffee, a coffee and a, and a, and a biscuit or I need a coffee and I need some french fries and I need to get this work done. You can do it. Birthday parties. You know, so, someone, did you ever know anybody who worked at McDonald's? I did. I knew a bunch of people who worked at McDonald's. They loved it. Grabbing McDonald's after a busy day or when you're late to something and need something delicious and dependable. It's awesome. So head to your local McDonald's to refuel and reconnect. Did somebody say locked on Bama? Watch party? Why not? Or listen party? Sure, we could do that. I'm loving it. Sing your it, look. Sing it yourself. You know your life you know at rock bottom. What? <laughs> you know your life at rock bottom when you're at the locked on Bama listening party. Although McDonald's is a damn good place to do it. it I mean, look, that'd be the only way we'd get people there. It really. It'd be the only way. They, we'd have to say, okay, we're picking up the tab at McDonald's. It might be like, all right, we'll listen to these two jackasses. Um, go check out. Go check out McDonald's. I'm loving it. All right, Jimmy, um, a couple other things. And, and we're just sort of all over the board today because Alabama's off this week. So, uh, I mean, look, tomorrow we may still I do like predictions. It. I needed the yeah, break. I know, me too. They're wearing me out. I did too. It's a stressful team, to, 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 it's a stressful team to, to pull for because they're really good. Like all the other saving teams, they're really good. But the, uh, 
the goofs and the errors and we're fraught with mistakes and uh, we give up plays and, and we just beat the crap out of Tennessee, yet we gave up 24 points, the most points that we've given up to Tennessee in the uh, 15-year winning streak. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's stressful. Jimmy, it's the most – we said it on the podcast. It's the most points we've given up to Tennessee since the uh, 3 game that went into five OTs. I mean, as, and look, it's still not that bad. This Tennessee offense no. is pretty good, so I wish everybody would take a step back from the ledge. Look, I, we beat the crap out of. See, we beat the crap. That's the thing about this. We beat the crap out of them. And we actually played pretty well, and we had over 500 yards of offense, and we scored half a hundred. And defensively, I would say we played really well, except for about three snaps. But those three right. snaps, boom, 24 points. Really. Now, speaking of a team, I feel like I would be disgusted if we did give up 24 points to, and that's LSU. Look. Um, Ed Orgeron came out. Maybe he's playing games. I don't think he's really a playing games kind of guy. He's more of a – he would be the worst. You know, they always say when everybody else is playing uh, – Nick Saban's playing chess when everybody else is playing checkers. When Nick Saban's playing chess, I think Ed Orgeron is playing some other game altogether like Ouija board or something. He's not even playing a game that's fun. He's playing, playing naked. He's playing naked. He's playing the most hideous game of naked twister of all time. Yeah, like outside of a hospital by himself. You know, everybody's like, what's he doing? And I was at doors around. He's playing naked twister out there every Thursday. We don't know what the hell that's about. Um, anyway, but Ed Orgeron has come out and said, we just don't have enough uh, players. This this is what Ed Orgeron said. I'm going to look up the quote. This week, we usually go full pass today. Wait a minute, I got to say it in Ed Orgeron for this week, we usually go full pass today, and then tomorrow, we have the Tiger scrimmage, Tiger Bowl. Why do they call it the Tiger Bowl? Are you shitting me? But we don't have enough players to do the Tiger Bowl scrimmage tomorrow. And call it the Tiger Bowl or the Tiger scrimmage. Don't call it the Tiger Bowl scrimmage. And then we don't have enough players healthy to have a full practice today. So we got to make adjustments. I mean, are you – what is wrong with this man? I don't really, I think too many people are making too big a deal of it because I would need to know about 10 to 15 details on what exactly the hell the Tiger Bowl is before I would, like I saw people on Twitter going, is this Ed trying to convince people he has less than 22 players? Because I don't think that's what the Tiger Bowl, I think the Tiger Bowl would be a little bit bigger deal than this. Maybe they're smart enough to do what I've always wanted to do at Alabama. I have always wanted to do this, and no one will listen to me. And, and, and it's a good thing no one listens to me. But here, here's my latest bad idea, and it's not my latest bad idea. I've wanted to do this for, for over 20 years. I think the off day, the off week, I think we should, we should do our normal, our normal practice for like two days you know, and, and get, you know, start you know, preparing and do that for two days. And then the third and the fourth day, we should practice the hell out of all the kids who aren't playing, the red shirts, the, 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 veteran, the, the kids who aren't playing. And then on that Saturday that the, the team's not playing, give everybody the day off except those kids that aren't playing, and they should have a scrimmage in the stadium that the fans can come to. Kind of like the old-fashioned JV. It'd be kind of like a JVA day. Uh, and it wouldn't be long. It'd be, you know, 50, 60 plays. It, it wouldn't be this huge thing and you, you wouldn't have tens of thousands of people. I'm just saying everybody that's not playing 
should scrimmage in the stadium. And and I think it would be a, a good way to keep those kids motivated. And who knows, maybe you find a player. Maybe someone steps up and you're like, crap, game-like condition. That dude showed out. Well, stick him out there against LSU. But maybe the Tiger Bowl is something like that, although maybe not in their stadium, maybe not with the fans there, but some sort of, you know, very competitive, full-tackle, real game type situation with the kids who aren't playing. And it would be easy to understand today. We didn't have enough kids to do that from injury and attrition and COVID. Yeah. Um, he He's just such a bizarre cat. And this whole situation has just gotten so stupid. I mean, they should, they really need to let him go. I mean, just, I mean, seriously, just have yeah. somebody's interim, you know, have somebody's yeah, interim. I, I That's understand. all you have to do. There's no good way to fire someone in October. And this is the good, this is the best. See, I don't like, I don't like either one. I don't like firing them in October and then getting an interim. And I certainly don't like firing them in October and keeping them around. I think both are just messy. I think the right thing to do is just you tell Ed, hey, we're letting go. But then it's just not public. I mean, you do everything behind the scenes. That's the best way to do it. Jimmy, we went long in the first segment, so let me tell everybody about Rock Auto. All the parts your car will ever need, Rock Auto. Go check them out. You will love this website. Easy to navigate. No frills. Just straight up car parts that you need. It's like, what kind of car do you have? What year is it? Um, what do you need? Here's where we can have it for you, and we can have it for you fast, and we can have it for you at this rock bottom price. That's rockauto.com. And the how'd you hear about us button, be sure to put locked on Bama. We would appreciate that. Rockauto.com is the place to go to get your car parts. Trust me on this. And then you can save a ton of money because, look, the labor is going to be what the labor is going to be if you don't do it yourself. But you can save a lot of money if you go get the right part that you need, that you want, and much cheaper and, and then say from the mechanic shop and you can really do well doing it this way they'll still put it in for you there's no doubt about that but you just need to go get it from rockauto.com and um, that's the way this just needs to work you just have to do it that way if you want to save some money if you don't want to save money do it your way i don't care do whatever but if you want to be financially and fiscally responsible you'll go to rockauto.com that's me doing my dave ramsey impression right here towards halloween now Let's also talk about betonline.ag. Betonline.ag is the place to go to get that bet in. Hey, how about betting on the Saints and the Buccaneers? I just looked it up. That's going to be this Sunday, Halloween. It's going to be Saints, Bucks. Mark Ingram's going to be back out there. Woo-woo. Big trust. Love it. Go check it out. You can probably be able to bet on uh, how many yards Mark Ingram's going to have in that game. That's going to be kind of cool. Man, it, i got to look back up and see if it's in a – if it's in New Orleans, because if it's in New Orleans, how cool is that? It is in New Orleans. So when he gets that first carry, my God, what if he takes it 90 to the crib on the first carry, becomes the all-time leading rusher on his first carry? I wonder if that bet will be up when they um, betonline.ag. That'd be kind of cool. But go to betonline.ag. Yeah, I got 100 bucks against it. Put 100 bucks against that. <laughs> bet on whatever you want to at betonline.ag. You can play poker or blackjack, bet on the major league baseballs. You can bet on the NBA basketballs. You can bet on the college footballs. All the balls, you can bet on them. Betonline.ag. Go check them out. All right, Jimmy, um, we got to wrap this up kind of quickly. So uh, I thought that I would talk a little bit just for a minute about recruiting. I thought it was interesting that one of the recruits that was in town last weekend for the Tennessee game was uh, the son of one Dre Kirkpatrick, 
named fittingly yeah. Drake Kirkpatrick Jr. Um, what's your thoughts on him? Uh, I, I honestly, I'll admit, I, I've not yet seen his tape. He's so young. He's a 24 kid, which means he is currently participating in his 10th grade season. Uh, we, we, and I'm not saying that it's not worth watching tape of 24 guys. It's just kind of, it's just kind of hard to keep. Like this week, I was I was looking for tape of Isaiah Hastings, a 22 kid uh, that we might get from uh, that's originally from Canada that was also visiting last weekend. But, uh, you know, Dre, Dre Jr. has a statewide reputation. He's not just, from what I understand, from talking to people. And, again, I haven't seen his huddle tape yet. But he's a legitimate SEC prospect. This is not just, hey, it's Dre's son. Let's just give him a – throw him a bone for how good his dad was. No, I think this is a legit good uh, prospect. He certainly plays at a, at a good program in, in Gadsden City. Uh, which is where his dad went to, uh, which is where his dad went to school. It's amazing to me. I was trying to think of this, Luca. We're going to have to ask our good buddies uh, that, that that we're friends with that are a tad older than ourselves to see if anyone can remember this. And if anybody does remember, be sure to uh, tweet it out under under a Luke tweet or a, or a, or a Jimmy Stein tweet. Tweet this out if you, if you recall. Did Coach Bryant ever coach the son? of an Alabama player while he's at Alabama. He coached there 25 years. So over the course of his, I would say from about 77 through 82, it would have been very biologically possible that Bryant coached the sons or sons of former players. Uh, and he probably did so dating all the way back to his days from Kentucky and Maryland and Texas A&M. Can't all that. No, but what I'm asking is Alabama. Did he coach a guy at Alabama and then coach his son? Did that happen? Uh, I can't think of any off the top of my head, but I bet it did. Yeah, I, I would think that would have happened. But, boy, if you had taken – look, you couldn't get anybody to think Nick Saban was going to stay at Alabama more than three minutes, much less coach the player – coach the son of a player – he recruited like in his second year. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. yeah. Dre wasn't even on the team when he showed up in 07. He signed Dre in 09. Dre was oh, part of crazy. his third recruiting class. He signed Dre. He didn't inherit him. That's crazy. Um, all right. All right, buddy. That's going to do it for this episode. We'll be back on Friday. It'll be our predictions episode, and we will still give predictions even though Alabama ain't playing. How about Great. that? Hey, but there's great games. There's great games. Yep. There's a good, solid lineup of games. And so many of them have a direct impact on the playoff and Alabama season. So there is a lot to talk about. And we need to be very interested in the outcome of many of these games. All right, buddy. Until then, roll tide. Roll tide.